thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to a place of wellness and healing for both your body and mind. Get ready to live a happy, healthy, whole food life that totally rocks. You're listening to Shiny Healthy You, the straight-talking natural health show for busy women, with your host and naturopath, Jules Galloway. The Wellness Summit 2016 is just around the corner and if you're thinking of coming along, don't forget you can get $100 off your ticket by entering a simple code at the checkout. Enter the word SHINY SUMMIT 16 and that will get you $100 off. See you at the summit. Today's guest was working in the fitness industry when he suddenly realized we were doing the nutrition thing all wrong. So rather than just following the status quo, he set out to uncover his own truth, which led to making his own products. From the early days of sending out protein powders from his home to now having a brand which is stocked in hundreds of stores, he's remained authentic to his own high standards and his desire to help others is still front of mind. Together with Stuart Cook, he owns 180 Nutrition, a company that's having a lot of fun disrupting the fitness supplement industry. He also has a podcast called 180 Nutrition, The Health Sessions. He now lives near Byron Bay because it seems that all the cool people are moving here. And that's super exciting because that means we get to do this interview in person. Oh my God. Woo! Please welcome to Shiny Healthy You, the very inspiring Guy Lawrence from 180 Nutrition. Yeah. Jules, thank you for having me. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's great to be doing this in person. I've got my cold brew coffee in front of me that I can sit here with while we, uh, we talk for the next 45 minutes or whatever it may be. But uh, yeah, honestly, it's great to be here and hopefully I can share as much of the wisdom I've learned along the way to help everyone that's listening to this. <laughs> yeah, I have a bit of a tactic, listeners, in that my husband owns a cold brew coffee business, so we fed one of these to Guy and now we're just going to sit back and watch him talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sip slowly, that's what I'll be doing. I'll <laughs> yeah, such a good naturopath, yeah. feeding people caffeine. <laughs> Woo! Um, so tell me, first of all, how did you come to be so passionate about health and nutrition? Yeah, wow, that's, uh, that's a great question. And it's one I, I do wonder, like, for me, I've always been into health and nutrition. But the problem was, what I thought I was doing was healthy was actually probably not, but I could get away with it because it was in my 20s. And then as you go into your 30s, things aren't quite as forgiving as I'm sure people can relate to. Yeah. So, and to, to, to take it back, you can hear my accent. I'm a, I'm a product from Wales, you know, I, like my life was rugby, beer, and just proving my manlyhood till I was about 20, 21. And then I was always a frustrated soul. So I, I left uh, Wales, did a lot of traveling and trying to figure out what I wanted to do in my life. And, and I ended up emigrating to Australia um, probably now, I think it's 10 years ago, something like that. And I was like, right, I really want to get into the, the health and fitness industry. I'm, I'm not sure which way I want to do it. And then what I decided to do was study to become a, a fitness trainer. And I ended up working at the UTS University in Sydney, which was which was fabulous. It was a really state-of-the-art place. There was just an array of amazing people I was around. And I was like, this is this is awesome. And what fascinated me was because my my health even at the time I, I was suffering blood sugar levels i wasn't i did but i didn't know what they were what was going on and it kind of the more i started to learn about it i started to realize that the, the the real importance of nutrition but i still couldn't quite figure figure it out and here i am working in a university so that kind of went on and and uh, i really got into the 
um, the weight training side of things, the exercise components, and, and all this was great, but things weren't still adding up, and I didn't know really where to start to look and go on. And then, um, so that passion was always there, but what really sparked, I guess, the real flame was uh, a good friend of mine told me about a charity that was uh, in Queensland at the time. So this is going back probably eight years ago now. Um, and the charity was helping people with chronic disease and the chronic disease was mainly cancer. So at the, my ignorance was like, well, I got nothing to do with people with, with cancer, chronic disease. You know, it wasn't my realm, it wasn't my expertise. And to this day, it's not really, but it was an experience that I, that I went through that changed my life. And, and I kind of sat with it for about three months and he's like, you should really check them out because they, they're helping people with nutrition and also weight training. And I was then started to get intrigued. And then he, was, then he sent me some audio um, at the time. There were some CDs. I think there were CDs back then. And then um, and I started listening to them and I was blown away by what they were talking about because they were holding these workshops and then they were recording them. And it was pretty much everything that I'd never heard before and it was completely going against everything that I've been taught becoming a, as, as a fitness trainer as well and what practitioners and everyone was applying. Now, there were, there were two schools of thought right then and the easiest thing to do would have been to dismiss this, call it quackery and go, these guys are just a bunch of hippies. They're clearly spending too much time together or whatever because you know they were promoting uh, eating much more fat in the diet at the time and I was ingrained with a low-fat diet, cutting out Sugar was another big one that they discussed as well. And actually bringing in weight training and, and encouraging people instead of having a sick mentality, having actually health mentality and trying to change their mindset and bring people together to make them move forward, which is very different as well. So, so there was this point where I decided to go up and check it out. And I almost didn't. And I, and I wonder what would have happened if I never went, because it really was the catalyst. And I went up there and I sat amongst uh, about 35 people, the majority of them had cancer on the, on the space of a weekend and they, they had some practitioners there and I started to learn some of the basic principles of what they were doing to help these people and it was, and what I, the, the one thing I didn't realise it was going to do was humble, humble me because my, my life at the time I wasn't fully satisfied or happy with who I was, where I'm at, I felt like I needed to bring more purpose into my life so I was a bit directional less. And then all of a sudden, in the space of uh, like the first couple of hours, my, my life was amazing. Like I had context, you know, and uh, the person I sat next to had a four inch brain tumor at the time. She was a single mom. And, and then, you know, if, if I was to, like, I could hear my story back in the gym, like I'd be the one complaining, oh, this and I don't want to do my life, blah, blah, blah. And then I sat next to her. She, <laughs> if, you know, she would wouldn't have taken any word that I said on, oh, like her, her problems were just a thousand times worse and it was incredible. But then to see her attitude and the way she was having a go and taking, refusing no, taking life by the balls basically and, and, and making this happen. And it was just so inspiring and it just changed my, the way I just approached everything. It was like, I can't even explain it. And then I sort of sat with that for a while and then started to change the direction of my life and what I had to do and actually build up the courage to do it because I realized that life is life is actually precious and we take it for granted a lot. Yeah, I love how you just said that it would have been easier to just kind of not 
think that much outside the square like how you know they're talking about a higher fat diet and you've always had low fat drilled into you and the media's always drilled low fat into you uh yet you decided to keep an open mind and do your own research and look into it all yourself i do i've got such an issue at the moment with people who are putting so much effort into debunking something rather than doing the research to see whether it may actually be true. Yes. Uh, so how did you go about doing your own research and, and looking for your own truth? Yeah, no, I, I'm the kind of person, I'm not very good that that's, um, that sits in front of a computer all day and tap, tap, tap away or... or I, I, I like I need to I need to physically visualize it see it and and feel it that's the way I learn that's just the type of person I am and and what was starting to show was that's great you can have this amount of research or this is about it done and, and there's different studies and everything else but for me I need to, I need to apply it to myself and I also need to to see it and visualize it with the others the the, the power the most powerful thing with the charity was was that once I went up there and started talking to people, getting among, it wasn't a blog post I read on the internet. It wasn't somebody, Joe Blogs down the street, giving their opinion that I should either take or take on board. This was what I saw for myself. And what I was seeing was people that were turning their, not everyone, this is not a rosy picture by all, by all accounts, but there were many people there that were actually turning their health around. And they were doing it which included a different approach to nutrition and a different mindset and a different approach to exercise as well. And they were incorporating them things, but because they had cancer and chronic disease, they are being monitored by doctors. They are on medication at the same time as well. But so you've got a lot of markers and a lot of things showing, but as their belief grew that they could, hey, maybe I can, I can actually do something with this and empower myself as opposed to putting the empowerment out into other people, the, the markers were starting to show that they were getting healthier. They were lifting more weights as well. Like when you when you measure something from an exercise component and a, an ability opponent, you know, if you couldn't raise your left arm above your shoulder for X amount of weeks because whatever deterioration you might have there or something, and then by doing consistent repetitions, all of a sudden you can lift it above your head. That's like, a, that's a win. That's amazing. And then your mindset's like, oh, if I can do that, what's the next component I can do? I'm kind of going off in a, in a tangent here, but... No, we love tangents right? here. <laughs> but, but for me, the, the most important thing of all was seeing with my own eyes the changes that were going on in other people and, and it was showing up with the measurable results that doctors were doing from blood pressure to cholesterol to uh, other hosts of chronic diseases. There were things there I'd never even heard of. Like I, I was, you know, big, just in my early 30s, I wasn't working with people with chronic disease. They, they've come up with some amazing names that scare the crap out of me if I think about the, what the chronic disease is. And that, and, but there were symptoms that were falling away and that's when I started first starting hearing about gut health as well. First hearing about removing processed foods, trying to eat just more naturally. and different things that are going on and I've learned a lot more since but that's what happened so so for me all of a sudden my mind was made up in the space of this six months period where I was going up and down and coming back uh, and then starting to apply it in my own life so I started to play around myself it's like right what happens if I let me just remove these things you know the processed breads processed carbohydrates the processed sugars all the things that affect your blood sugar levels on a daily basis and me you know and all of a sudden I realized wow 
my energy is better, it's much more plateaued, I'm not getting spikes, I didn't realize that was the sandwich I ate three hours ago, or whatever it is, and then I was starting to hook up different relationships with it, and uh, at the time I was very, very active, I was commuting on my push bike, I was doing 25Ks a day on the bike, plus all the activities within the gymnasium, you know, and I was playing with my food and different things, and then I was starting to even see better results in how I felt, and that was enough for me, and once I had that, kind of foundation it allowed me to start exploring more because i felt like i've cut up enough of the noise to see what was working and then i could start to look at who else is doing the same work and who else is claiming the same things that i've been learning with this charity and then and then the more i learned the more i thought oh, we've got it wrong like there's things that we've got wrong and uh and one of the best things i did was i turned my this is no lie i turned my tv to face the wall <laughs> It's a true story. And, and, for seven, and, it was, nice. and for seven years, it faced the wall. I just, I just was like, the amount of pollution and noise that comes through that thing on a daily basis that is slowly, hypnotically making us think and believe in a certain way about what's going on. The newspapers went and it's like, you know what? I'm not going to be influenced by anyone else. I'm just going to try and find out for myself. And that was the attitude I had. So, and that's what happened basically. Yeah. Yeah. I love that about the TV because it's so confusing and so conflicting. And like my husband will even sit there and comment that, you know, in one ad break, there'll be an ad for a magazine and in that magazine, they'll go, oh, you know, in this month in such and such magazine, we've got, and they'll actually have an article on weight loss followed by how to make a cake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. like, what are you doing? You're confusing people. You're just you're throwing Every, everything in there. Everybody needs to understand that everything is set up in a way to make money, even the health industry. And look, I have a, I have a business that sells products as well, you know. We, you know, we live in a world of consumerism and we've been trading and doing different things for, since the dawn of time. Like it's, it's a necessity and I have nothing wrong with that, but it's, it's just about what is the ultimate agenda? And, and sadly, you can question a lot of companies and what they're trying to do, you know, and that's why you've got a cake being promoted in a health magazine prior before because all they worry about is their advertising dollars and just drive, 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 drive and get sales up and, and out the door. And and we as consumers just don't question a lot of the stuff that's being said, which is then not putting the power in our own hands. It's allowing the power to be given to somebody else. And we live in this thing that we think we have to go to external sources to resolve the problems where we actually got everything with, within us yep. to make the changes ourselves. And I believe everyone can do that. You just got to flick the switch in the way you think about things and how you approach it. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It, it's actually a lot more simple and you need a lot less products and it's a lot more intuitive than you think. Yes, definitely. Simplifying everything is the best way to go, without a doubt. Yeah. You know, I keep my life as simple as I can these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why you live up here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So speaking of that status quo and what the media tells us, uh, there's been a culture of low calorie and low fat eating in the fitness industry for yeah. a long time. And it is changing. 
Yes. Um, and it's thanks to, you know, people like yourself even that are disrupting that industry. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me why you've come across to this new way of thinking, um, like what it's actually done? We, we, we've heard about what it's done for the cancer patients, but yeah. what, what did it do for you and for other people who are, you know, in the health and fitness industry? Yeah, I think, yeah, wow, there's so many ways you could tackle this. I mean, ultimately, if you look all the way back to um, Ansel Keys, the researcher of the low-fat diet and, and what came out at the time, I think it was back in the 70s, you know, saturated fats going to clog your arteries and so forth. And, and then in the 80s, the governments in America got hold of the low-fat uh, mantra and pushed that. So we've kind of been pushed this message for a long, long time. So it's, it's evolved for, for decades for a start. And the issue that I quickly noticed when I got into the fitness industry and ultimately, we've got a market. We've got to get people through the door. We've got to get them in there. And the the, the fitness industry model, and it's definitely changing. Um, but when I was in the industry, uh, you know, 10 years ago, it was based on cosmetics. It was based on our insecurities. You know, you, you'd have somebody in a bikini or a six-pack show <laughs> and holding, holding a drink or whatever it is. I'm eating this low-calorie diets which is going to strip my fat off and I'm <laughs> exercising and, and, you know it, it, and people don't question we just assume that's that's we go oh, there's there's a fit person there's a low calorie intake equals I'm going to look shredded you know yeah. and, and we don't question it right yeah and, and you know and that was me all through my 20s you know I'd be oh you know how much fat's in that how many calories are in that and and so forth and so that was the first thing now Going into it, the, the health and fitness industry, sadly, the fitness industry um, is not based on health. And health and fitness are two very different things. Like they're talking to you. I, I've known a lot of fit people that have the six-pack per se or whatever, and they look cosmetically correct. But I, 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 I would question internally what is going on with their actual health, their immune system, and so forth. And that can, you know, will show up later in life and break down. So the first, the first thing I want to get across to people's heads is like, why do you exercise in the first place? Why are you doing these things? Why are you counting your calories? Why are you on a diet and so forth? And you, you have to change your mindset. Or, and what I found was is that I just want to be the healthiest version of myself. Great if I live to 150 or whatever, you know, you know jokes aside, but, but it's how I feel every day, how I feel about myself how I look at myself in the mirror and what I project out there. And, you know, even with diet, that word dieting and counting calories, then you've got the whole uh, different manufacturers and companies just jumping on this like leeches to push our products that are low fat. You know, you can, you can buy a lean cuisine um, meal in the microwave that's low fat, 300 calories or whatever ridiculous it is and you're putting it in this bloody thing you're nuking it to death it's got like 50 odd preservatives you know you look at the ingredients and i think there was one that had um vegetables and a piece of meat and it was low low fat low calorie but yet it had 55 ingredients right and you, and and you got to start to question that and go well what's that actually doing to us when we when we eat the bloody thing that to me is fake food i would you know, uh, I could eat my iPhone and I reckon it <laughs> low calories right now, you know, but it doesn't mean it's going to be nutritious and actually feed the body what I'm trying to do. So 
so coming back to it, the, 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 I think what truly matters and I started to believe was that it's not the calories that count, but it's the, what counts is the food that you put in your mouth and the, the quality of the food because the body needs nutrients. It, that's, that's what it needs to survive to, and, and play its roles out to then live a healthy, happy life daily kind of thing. And what counting calories did was we, we kind of discard the nutrients that we're eating and we just count in the energetic value of something. And, and when you think about, and I don't want to complicate it too much for the listeners, and is like when you start counting calories as well, like sugar is um, four grams a calorie and fat is nine grams in a calorie so it's like it's got twice the calorie expenditure so they started removing the fat so they could keep the calories lower yeah basically you know yeah. all these things going on and and it's not really well how's that going to affect the body you know and and what i found one of the biggest things for, for me to take home was to to really simplify it was look at well what i started to look at was carbohydrate intake more so i'm not even to want to complicate that but then i started looking at um the quality of the food that I was actually buying and trying to buy the best available quality because I wanted nutrients to help me on a daily basis. And, and the, the, the low fat went, the, the uh, calories went, and lo and behold, I started feeling better. And excess body fat that I had, which was sitting there because of inflammation, which is another... <laughs> another topic <laughs> uh, started to fall away so my body was starting to get less inflamed the water retention wasn't as much I actually started just dropping excess bits of water and body fat that wasn't practical to me so uh, does that answer the question that answers um, a yeah. lot of questions yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah that that whole calorie thing I, I think to simplify it I, I quite often just show people there's here's a, a couple of cans of diet coke well, here's an apple and a handful of nuts. Which one's going to, you know, be better for your yeah, body perfect. in the yeah, long run? Absolutely. Now, which one's got less calories? Well, yeah, the Diet Coke. But which one's actually got nutrients and which one's actually a food and which one will get you through till yeah. lunchtime? Yeah, I, I can show you case after case. I mean, we just interviewed a lady this week uh, called Daria Rose and um, she's got a PhD in neuroscience and, and psychology and, and she, um, she was a chronic dieter in her teens and early 20s. And now she's like, I'm in my 30s, and I eat more food than ever. I love food and I enjoy it, but I've lost, I've managed to change my relationship with food. And I and I've and I just look at the quality of what I eat and I'm not caught up in, it's gotta be low calorie, it's gotta be, um, like you say, a can diet coke, like, I mean, that, you know, what that'll be doing to your gut, God knows. You know, which of course affects the way you metabolize food and, and, and so forth. So we're actually quite complex human beings biologically and, and you know, to simplify it and put in a box of counting calories and, and eating low fat is just is just wrong. It's archaic. It yeah. really is archaic. It's old thinking. It's you know, that's what we were doing in the eighties and the eighties were a while ago. Now, if if you know, and if anyone's listening to this is on a diet Stop now. Stop. Stop. (laughs) For me, the thought of going on a diet would break my heart. Like it would make me miserable. I would feel enslaved to what I'm about to eat every day. What's the first thing? As soon as you said diet, the first thing I thought was, what can't I have? Yeah. yeah, And immediately you're in that almost like a panic or maybe slight rebellion mode 
yeah. where you're like, no, but I want to eat that thing. I want to eat the chocolate or the thing. And so immediately you're focusing on what you can't have. It's no wonder you're going to bloody crave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, like I look at it now, there's foods that I generally don't eat and there's foods that I try and eat most of. And I don't get it right all the time. I, like I've just had a two-day whirlwind flying into Sydney at a workshop and then so forth. And then the stuff I have to let go. But that's fine because nine times out of ten, it's never like that. And then I thought, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to stress over it. And that's another thing, you know. Yeah, because so. stress raises your cortisol and then the cortisol will stop you from losing weight anyway. Yeah, and so. it's going to affect your sleep and, and yeah. sleep's massive, you yeah. know. The first thing you should ask yourself is, are you sleeping well? Yes. Like, and people really struggle to put these components together. You know, there's so many things you can do before you even touch your food as well. You know, de-stress, like stress and sleep. Poor oh, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess that's why a lot of my, you know, most regular clients and, and a, a lot of the bulk of my clientele are mums who've got, you know, one to two kids, usually two kids, and they're probably both under five years old or six oh, years old. Yeah. And they're, they're coming to me for adrenal fatigue, but I think a lot of the time it's sleep deprivation. Yeah. They're just coming out of that survival mode time. They're coming out of that valley and they're, you know, they're, one of the kids is off to school or another one might be off to daycare or whatever and they've yeah. got time to come to a naturopath. Yeah, right. And I, a lot of the repair work I do on the adrenals is repair work from them not sleeping. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah see, I don't have kids yet, so I know all the mums are there, well, it's easy for you, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'll have all that to come soon, I have no doubt. But, yeah, um, same, same, yeah. same. But, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time repairing it. I, I, at the time, though, when, when you're not sleeping through the night, I think you're just in survival mode. Yes. But as soon as you get yourself off to a naturopath and get some help and some nutrients yeah. to pop you up and some herbs to prop you up, then do so because, you know, you'll need propping up at some point if yeah, that's look, what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. And there's, there's many different sort of sleep tactics you can do as well and things. Yeah. So yeah. you've had all these revelations. Mm. You're getting healthier. You, you've disrupted the, you know, the, the fitness industry somewhat just yeah, by being in it best. and thinking yeah. that way. <laughs> How did you end up punching out all your own products? I, I know you were just sending protein powder out from your – your home at first weren't you so you started small yeah oh, I was started very small like it started um it was because once once I started to identify everything that was going on uh within the industry and and discovering it I, I felt that it, there needed to be a change and the change was I used to look at the industry and go you know you got the fitness industry which is and the weight loss industry which had you know tubs of people that either ripped six pack abs or lean bikini chicks go and drink me and you're going to lose weight and guaranteed money back 30 day and all this kind of stuff you know on the one on one end and i'm playing on people's vulnerabilities and then on the other end you kind of had this hippified kind of byron bay nimbin kind of feel where you walk in and you drink your green powder and and and, and there, was, there was all this kind of going on and 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 it's like well there must be elements that are right in both and wrong in both, which, you know, there are there, there are and still are, you know. It's not like I want to be putting any industry down, but I just felt like, can't we just all get along and just <laughs> this this message that it's, I don't know, just eat simpler, be healthier, and 
and and do things and and i think the, the message is actually truly starting to get out there now thanks to technology and podcasts like this and so forth so so that was where it was at and when when I was involved with the charity and the cancer patients now, because weight training was an integral component, and if we get time, we can touch on weights, because I believe everybody should be weight training, male, yes. female, and the older you get, the more important it becomes, um, not the other way around for young people. Um, so, so when you started stripping out um, processed foods from the diet, sugars, you know, vegetable oils, all this kind of stuff that's in probably 90% of supermarket foods. Yeah, any inflammatory stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. And all the things that are going to cause inf- inf- inflammatory responses as well, or d- depend on, yeah. And then, it, 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 you know, it's like, well, what do, what do you eat? What do we do? Um, you know, weight training. So, so and, and a lot of people eat quite a high carbohydrate diet, we found, and it's low nutrient, so you're feeding the appetite, but you're not actually feeding the body. And, that, and that's where the, the, the long-term game starts to really hinder you because then problems start showing up further down the track, but there's no immediate response, and then we kind of leave it till tomorrow and all that, the human nature. So anyway, I'm going to kind of go off. So what we wanted to do was started to increase the protein intake, the fat intake, reduce them, and actually have this sort of all-round approach without getting too dogmatic on how much protein you should be eating and carbs and fats and so forth but so so what we decided to do was design a formula so it had some naturopaths in which has turned out to be a superfood product today um was I and mean, i got people that are way smarter than me involved to, to to bring this together but so so what i could see a division of seeing like trying to trying to bring these messages across and the the product was then designed it was literally grabbing all these natural ingredients that provided actual nutrients you know and vitamins and minerals and healthy fats and uh, what i want to do is increase the protein intake as well so then you, you've got like scoop you can just bang it in something you can throw it in some spinach leaves or whatever it may be to go and hit it in a smoothie or make it diverse and then you've got something that you can uh, you can trust you can rely upon and it's it's very convenient because you know I, I need convenience too it's not like you know i spend spend my whole day cooking and and all the rest of it so and that was the concept behind it and it was solving it was solving problems and then from working at the uts you know where the people there weren't chronic disease but there was the fitness industry and stuff like that uh, i wanted to then start to see how i could bring that in and see if it would work to, to not not in the not from a bodily perspective because I knew it worked but from the the change in the the mental because it was such a, a belief system that was a, a wrap around the fitness industry and the people I knew at the time so I started giving it to a certain influencers within the gymnasium male and female and especially high-end athletes whose bodies were very sensitive to what they're doing because the the more in tune with the body the more you're going to realize how much food can play an impact on how we feel and uh, and the feedback was phenomenal. It was fantastic. So it was like, right. And then, so it just sort of morphed from there, really. And, and then, so we were, we, I was shipping it into the, to the university and it was getting traction. And then about a year later, I met Stu. And, you know, Stu had all the skills I didn't have, which was uh, from background in graphic design and how to build a website and do all these things that were just like a foreign language to me. <laughs> very essential things. Yeah, very essential <laughs> things. And uh, so, so we became partners. He loved what I was doing and, uh, you know, I loved his values and what he was about. And then we teamed up and, and we just started. And, and it, three months later, we sold our first bag. You know, we, were, we weren't outside of the UTS 
we weren't um, shipping international nothing. So it was literally like we would get some stuff made, we would we would store it uh, in Stu's um, house, and then as orders come through the door, we would we would post them, and then we would just start growing, like start going it out. But but and I always say this to people in business, you know, it, 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 we started because we were really passionate, and wanted to get this message out. I didn't really occur to me that it would grow. What, what it has today you know it was it's just the kind of thing that looks after itself and 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 i think many businesses are, are set up in a way where they the, you know it's actually not trying to help people it's it's just trying to make money you know and yeah there's a, there's or a, cut corners or cut corners as well yeah, yeah 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 absolutely yeah actually that's a question i've got for you because i've noticed that you know some companies they start out with all good intentions and as they grow they have to cut some corners and they put in dodgy ingredients or fillers and because i've worked in the vitamin industry as well so i'm across some of those dodgy ingredients and fillers and i'm just interested to hear your take on what the ingredients are that you avoid putting in your products and so basically i want to know what's on top of your shit list when it comes to fitness product ingredients and what people should be looking out for when they're reading labels in terms of what to avoid. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing as well is that people manufacturing will change words constantly as well. So there's, there, yes. there'll be new things coming in that I'm looking at, what the hell is that? It's like when they're trying to hide the sugar. Yeah. They play that game, hide the sugar, yeah. let's call it something else. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so, so you know, the first things that spring to mind is, is like, oh, you know, aspartame, artificial sweeteners, just yeah. like forget it. Yeah. You know, we... Um, you know, stevia in small doses, uh, we, we look at because it's a, a, a leaf herb extract. Um, then the other the, the other one that springs to mind, which I see in weight loss products, is fructose. Yes. Right? Now, fructose is a part of a sugar. And, you know, it's, it's, it's deemed as the low GI, so low glycemic index. It's not going to affect your blood sugar level. Uh, carbohydrate, and that's why they put it in there, because they... they design a product and these are in weight loss products this mm-hmm. is what blows me away i've picked up some big brands big marketing brands i won't mention any names and i'll look at the and it's the weight loss shake and and what do they have it's got fructose in there yep. they'll have dextrose in there maltose like there'll be all these different words that come around and ultimately they're going to play a part in the body like fructose you know it bypasses your your appetite mechanisms go straight to the liver and then and then from that point, it's going to, you're going to start having effects with metabolism and also uh, it's going to hit your hips as well, pr- pretty much, yeah. you know, depending on the body type. But th- there's all sorts of studies now on that. So uh, flavorings, you know, it's that's another biggie. Um, the, the chemicals at the end of the day. And, you know, it, and you can justify it. You can justify it by saying as a business owner, well, they only have it in small amounts, right? But it's insidious and it's in everything. Mm. And so collectively, we're actually putting this into our body from all sorts of foods, not just the, the one thing. Like, you know, sugar in itself isn't going to hurt you if you only have small amounts every day. You know, like I spoke to Mark Sisson um, from the Primal Guy, like, you know, he's a big name in the US and he was telling me, yeah, I have a sugar in my coffee. But he's completely all over his diet. It's not to justify the sugar, but there's no attachment. So so you can justify say, well, you're only getting small amounts, but it's like, no, 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 you know. But if you're having small amounts frequently. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. That is the worst thing you can do. Yeah, it adds start. up. It just keeps chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, and it's going to start a, 
affect the way your body operates and then it's going to break your immune system down and as soon as the immune system starts to go down you're gonna you it's like i don't know it's like an avalanche then things start to pick up really quickly and all problems will happen so um so in terms of ingredients that they are the sort of things that you know i wouldn't look for and then when i look when I, ideally you know have there are good foods that come in packets you know and look at them ingredients uh, makes complete sense and the, the best way to do it is like do you recognize them does it have numbers next to them you know try and just keep it simple and, and if you're unsure then you know avoid it and, and go and educate yourself around them just to be able to make an informed decision for yourself you know? yeah 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 you're also a big advocate of healing the gut yes yeah talk to me about that and talk to me about the role of glutamine in healing the gut yeah well uh, I'll start with the gut first. So, so the gut is, they call it the second brain. I'm sure you're aware. Yes. There, there's a whole connection and, and you know, there's a, there's a whole neural connection that they discover now just between the, the where the brain talks to gut and vice versa. And there's all sorts of links to de- depression and anxiety and, and how we feel and emotionally as well, you know, because, hey, with this intertwined um, fabric of amazingness like and, and there's nothing separate we shouldn't just isolate different parts you yeah know? apparently they found some new research about that it's like yeah. oh <laughs> finally <laughs> you know it's incredible and and the gut is well they say 90 percent the immune system comes from the gut yeah i think it's 90 well, when you think yeah. about that is 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 huge so yeah. so the quality the quality if you just think about that the quality of your gut is then directly impacting the quality of your health. Yep. And it's and again it's the, it's the long game because you can get away with leaky gut for a while. But um, would would your listeners know what leaky gut is? On the, yeah, on the, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. cool. So you're you're all familiar with leaky gut and that. And but you know if that's leaching into your bloodstream every every day quietly and surely and then creating an inflammatory response, then one day it's going to break down. So so it just makes sense to have a healthy gut. I mean. You know, I've had leaky gut. I'm not sitting here going, hey, you know, I'm just bulletproof. No way. Like, no. I'm, different <laughs> things can cause leaky gut as well. I picked up um, a parasite, and the next thing you know, and it's taken me 18 months to, to really work on my gut and repair. This isn't overnight stuff, but I, yep. but I understand understand it now. So And it requires constant vigilance. It does. It yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and if you and if you have foods that are that cause inflammatory responses, because you might re- react. Because some people can react to foods very differently to others. You know, things like dairy, things things like like wheat. I don't generally don't have now because that just you know my nose will block up if I have a slice of bread the next morning. I go wow, like because it's an inflammatory response. But so so the cornerstone of the gut is is everything I think, and it's something that you would find your even your mood's going to improve and the way your outlook on life and stuff if if you have a healthy gut i believe and and in terms of l-glutamine what we've what we looked at as well is that because because you know you're a microbiome organism like we have we have bugs all over us even on our skin right from top to toe and all the rest of it and and you've basically got ones that are helping you and you've got ones that are invading you and you want more of the ones that are helping you and less of the ones that are invading you so forth and they grow and live in your small intestine and your large intestine and i mean my my fiance is an naturopath she'd probably you know tell you exactly which ones are what i, I don't i don't want to fill my brain with too much of this information <laughs> it gets me um but what l-glutamine does really well is is feed uh, a good bacteria that sits within your small intestine so it's a tool yep. to help 
But taking a teaspoon of L-glutamine every morning with your apple cider vinegar, which is what I do because it helps the digestive system. But then eating, you know, a gluten-free slice of bread that happens to be full of vegetable oil and preservatives and God knows what numbers. You know, there's like, is, is it going to really help? You know, so that's where... Um, application starts to come in as well and i'm sure you know being a naturopath you, you know you gotta you gotta do the basics well and then you've got all these little tools that you can start to bring in that are going to aid and yeah. help you bring you back to your healthy homeostasis that you want and, yeah. and nurture that because if you if you do damage in any shape or form it needs extra work yeah to, to bring it back and then once you're maintenance yeah I love yeah. that. I love that you're like you're basically saying, "Hey, because you you actually have a glutamine product in we product do, yes, in your yeah, range, yeah. but but it's like you're sitting here going, it's not going to fix the problem unless you also do the diet thing and course, sort your food yeah, out." Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I like how you're not saying it's a magic bullet and hey, you know, there just take no this and bullet. you'll get better. Yeah, no, there is no magic bullet. You you yeah. got to look at all facets to, yeah. to live a truly healthy, happy life. I think and yeah. they need constant work, all of them. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely yeah. and it comes back to nourishing whole foods and and by the sounds of what we've been chatting about for the last little while it comes back to avoiding all the crap stuff that causes the inflammation you know what i and I, i've the more i've been doing this the more i believe it's as important or probably more important the foods you eliminate than the foods you bring in you know, so so elimination of certain foods that are causing any kind of inflammatory response, spiking your blood sugar levels too low, no nutrients. You know, they're the things you got to just by removing them. It's going to help. If yeah. there's if there's obviously if there's issues underlying issues that need to be addressed and repaired, you have to look at them. Even if you you know the diet isn't going to fix everything. It just doesn't work like that. But it's it's again it's it's a, it's a strong component of it so remove the foods that are causing the issues that you know you shouldn't be doing and then start bringing in from the other side the more nourishing things at the same time then it's going to help make a difference yeah 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 perfect perfect <laughs> love it love it love it love it now you mentioned earlier the weight training Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Now, a lot of the women listening to this would be just getting back into exercise after maybe having a couple of kids or mm-hmm. uh, they might be fatigued. So they're just kind of getting back into it. Um, and I know that weights are kind of scary or a bit daunting for a lot of women. Yep, 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 yep. I, I found that, you know. Yep. I think I think when it comes to women, like, like I said, you know, I worked with thousands of people literally for many years and half of them are women and and there is there's definitely a huge stigma around the thought of weight training and being bulky and and all the rest of it and 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 the first and jokingly when i you know if i had a consultation or something i'd say first thing i'd say to them would be okay why don't you and i have a bet and say right i'm gonna bet i I want you to bet me that you're gonna get big and bulky by going as physically as hard as you can by lifting as much possible weight as you can over the next six weeks and and see if that bulkiness happens and if it does you know i will give you free training sessions for the for the next 12 months or whatever you know and and it's it's simply not the case why am i a big fan of weight training for everyone first of all uh we i think stress can be healthy 
for a start. So there's good forms of stress and there's bad forms of stress. The chronic stress that we get all the time from mentally and emotionally. All the, yeah, not, that high cortisol stuff. Not great. But small control environments of stress, I think, is really needed for the body to go, oh, what was that? Right, I'm going to come back a little bit better next time and better prepared and stronger. So it, it stops atrophy so it stops muscle deterioration so you know especially when we start hitting 30s 40s 50s our our, our, our growth hormone goes down um and our um, muscle mass declines with it so what i look at weight training is, is like i'm actually flicking up a parachute of my life and i'm just slowing this whole process down so that's benefit number one so that's why i think everyone should be doing it the second one is is that um when you increase muscle mass, and don't be scared again, because if you think about this for a moment, a kilogram of muscle and a kilogram of body fat. So they both weigh one kilo. Yeah, they same, look different though, don't they? Weight. Yeah, the body fat will be four times the size. If you had a kilo of each in your hand, mm. four times the size of the kilo of muscle. Yeah, and this is why when women right. go back into training to lose body fat, they get on the scales and sometimes for the first month or two the scales might go up or stay the same and they'll be like it's not working but then it's like hey put on your skinny jeans do your skinny jeans fit differently so i'm like i'd trade you a kilo for a kilo any day of the week so it's like so you're saying if i weigh you know if i'm sitting here i weigh 55 kilos or 60 kilos whatever whatever it may be and then you go and you just trade that and your weight doesn't change but all of a sudden you've reduced it by four from that it's huge so the, the, and that's why and then you start to get a more defined look right yeah. but what else happens is is that it, it allows so, so when your muscle mass increases it allows you to cope with blood sugar levels better yes and because your <laughs> your muscles are like uh, reservoirs that hold uh, glycogen within the body which is basically storage tanks for glucose if you think so if you think about the, the processed carbohydrates the sugars and things that you're consuming daily you can actually fill up these storage tanks before they overflow and end up on your hips. Another bonus. So, so you can actually cope with carbohydrate better as well. So you meta- And then your metabolism increases and you're starting to get more uh, body regulation and the way you do it. And the mental aspects as well are phenomenal. You know, once you start to feel stronger, you become mentally stronger. They go hand in hand. I used to see it, you know, I've, I've worked with people that were 70 with lung cancer and could only breathe through one lung and hadn't lifted weights for 30 years. And, and I can promise you the, the moment we started having in weight training and it was all very, you start small, this is not a race. This is a, you know, you just bring it in. And the moment he could start to see the, the improvements and the gains, boy, was he ferocious. His, his whole mindset started to change. And he was looking forward to coming in and, and beating the next challenge. And, and it, was just, it was just a joy to see, you know. So I, I think, um, yeah, but, you, but you've, if you put yourself around the right people and do it gradually, bring it in. You don't have to go hard, but um, give it a go for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, don't be scared of it. No, God, no, 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 very, very busy running a business that's now gone international. Yeah. You guys are experiencing, you know, lots of success, but I know that must take up a lot of your time as well. How do you relax and unwind so that you don't burn out? Yeah, I have rituals and I do things. The, the one thing I've, as it's grown, because 
stress can consume you. And, you know, absolutely not immune to it. Um, I have a mantra I live by, and I and I I I do my best to remind myself every day, and it's um, one life, one day. Meaning, as far as I know, we've got this one life, and we truly, I believe, you know, I want to make the most of it. The last thing I want to do is is get to the end of my life and look back and regret, and think, oh, I wish I'd done them things. And then, the one day, is, it's a small win, it's a small challenge. So I can bring it down. So that I come into my day. So remember, I got one life, but one day. What, what can I do today? What can I make this? the best possible outcome. And by, by doing that, it allows me, or helps me not get caught up in, oh my God, I got all these emails to do, I got this to do, I got to do. And I just try and slow everything down to my pace so it doesn't consume me. So that's the first thing I do. So I always remind myself of that. Every morning I get up, I focus on gratitude. I have a little grad, five minute gratitude routine. It's true, I've been doing it for a while now. and. It sounds so simple and everyone's saying it, but, it is, but it's true, you know, and it can be as simple as, you know, who, who are you grateful for in your life? What are you grateful about today? And, and that can be really hard sometimes to focus on them things, but I find them things happen. I brought in a meditation routine, which, and I get, it's not for everyone. I don't think, you know, but I'm attracted to it. That's, that's really helped the way I'm thinking uh, it, it helps me become aware. There's a wonderful saying that um, it says, if, you, if you're feeling depressed, you're living in the past. And if you're feeling anxious, you're living in the future. So the best place to be is present and present with what you're doing. So it's great to have these goals. So I, I, I've become much more aware when I'm present, when I'm not present. If my thoughts are self-destructive, I can actually observe that. I go, oh, why am I thinking that? Hang on. Is that actually right or is that just a belief about it being right? And then once I start to question things, it helps me bring it back and then I feel better about it because that's just the way I'm perceiving something to be. It's not necessarily true. So, and by having a small practice every morning, it allows me to get better at that daily. So they're the things that I kind of do. I make sure I, I move every day. Um, I have a standing desk that I can operate to a sitting desk. I like to get up and move around. I'll, I'll always go for a walk, break it up 10 minutes of the day. I appreciate not everyone's got that uh, opportunity, but, and, and I just looked at how can I have fun with this? And, and I make sure I get my sleep. Like sleep is becoming a, a non-negotiable for me now. You know, I'm like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it sounds like almost like a, a, a grandpa thing or something. You're like, getting you know. old, boy. <laughs> but, but it's so true. And when I, mm. but I'm up early, like you know, I'm up before sunrise now, and and um, and it's just the way the routine I've fallen into. And it's like I'm not I'm not frightened about what other people think or judge about me the way I go and do things anymore. Where maybe ten years ago that would have been one of my driving forces because I might have felt a bit. I don't give a shit about any of that. You know? I'm just going to go, <laughs> just going to be happy and want to live my life, you know, and, and, and just go about it. And I don't care. I'm proud of it. Like, you know, I tell me, oh, yeah, I'll get up at, you know, 5, 5.30 and, and meditate for 30 minutes. What? Why do you do that? And it's, but it's, it, it's great and it's just an exploration. And I think the more curious we, we become as humans and, and try and have fun with it along the way and not take ourselves too seriously because it'll come back to that one life one day. And, that, and you can apply that to, to if... If you do have 
issues that you want to overcome, whether it be with your health or your weight. You know, if you keep it one day at a time, and then within them, the smaller choices. How can I, what decisions gonna, and the moment you start making choices that empower you, you're gonna feel so much better. Like that feeling that you can give them small wins every day um, are, are just monumental of, of you know, self-esteem and, and making the right choices moving forward. So yeah. I, th- I think that answered the question. Yeah, <laughs> and we live in a beautiful place too, so that changes you. It does, it does. But I worked hard on changing my environment um, even when I, I didn't have any money, you know, like, you know, 180's become successful now and, and things are easier for me, but I went through a long, long period of time where it wasn't like that. And and when I was working with people with chronic disease, I still had to focus on my gratitude and the things I could be grateful for. And once I changed that mindset, other things started happening. And one of the things I did was I, I moved, you yeah. know, and, and it was, it, it, yeah, I was single. It, it wasn't such an impactful decision, but it, it mentally, it, it made a huge difference, and I just wanted to get the simpler pleasures out of life, which is, you know, nature and yeah. things like that. So, yeah. And that's why, beautiful listeners, we have such awesome people in Byron Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all here for a reason. Guy Lawrence, thank you so, so, so very much. I'll stretch that bit out because he's taking a swig of cold brew, people. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me in my little shiny, healthy you HQ today. You are the first podcast guest I've had in my little clinic there room. There you go. Woo. Fantastic. It's, it's a lot of fun. Can you please just let everybody know where they can find you? And I'll pop up links in the show notes Yeah, too. no problem. So as far as the website, like 180nutrition.com.au, so it's 180nutrition. Um, there's a whole host of stuff on there. We've been pushing out articles and content for... I think five years now. There's some great blog posts on there, yeah, like written by naturopaths. Not yeah, that I'm biased, yeah, but I, I don't yeah. mind a blog post written by a naturopath, yeah, I've got to tell you. We're, <laughs> like I say, we have people that are way smarter than me bringing in content. And um, uh, so that's a great place. I'm really proud of our, our podcast we have. We've been podcasting for four and a half years now. We probably sit in the top 20, top 10 on the, the health charts in australia check that out if you're enjoying podcasts yeah that's just type in 180 nutrition on itunes that'll come up we've had all sorts of people on there and uh and social media yeah you know snapchat i'm on snapchat loving snapchat <laughs> <laughs> he's almost got me across the line with the snapchat yeah. thing yeah might yeah. have to do it you know three people have said it to me now the merrymakers have said it to me yeah right. sister mixon have said it to me you're the third okay, party now who's been like Get on Snapchat. Yeah. So, no, it's useful. Maybe. Yeah. You know, if you can, if you listen to this and enjoyed it, I'd love to hear from you. You know, drop me an email, and and uh, it's great because a lot of this stuff is obviously done out of reach in the human connection kind of thing. So it's always nice to hear from people and uh, on what their journeys are doing. So yeah, yeah, maybe the best places. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank it's you been for awesome. Me. Appreciate it. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that interview from Guy Lawrence and came away with some awesome nuggets of information. There was so much gold in there. If you're new around here and you like what you've heard, please make sure you hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. 
Also, if you'd like a free whole food recipe ebook with some easy to make gluten free, dairy free, and sugar free meals, head to julesgalloway.com and look for the shiny, healthy Whole Foods logo there on the right hand side. Just click on there and your free ebook will be all yours. Next week, I'll be back with a well known and very inspiring wellness blogger who's got some amazing insights into stress and mindfulness. So stick around for that one. In the meantime, stay shiny and bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.